Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. Glad to have you with us on another great Monday on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT, Caveman Corner, along with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard, Sean Styers. We've got a couple guests with us tonight. Milan Burris from the Mishawaka football team and also Steve Sandifer, the wrestling coach at Mishawaka, will join us. Before we talk with them, though, be sure and remind you about our presenting sponsor, Monterey Mexican Grill. They're open seven days a week with daily specials, including breakfast, get authentic Mexican, serve fresh daily, or catered at your next get-together, get to McKinley and Division in Mishawaka, or online at MontereyMexican.com. It's what you want. By Midland Engineering Company, completing their first century of quality roofing experience. Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Not all heroes wear capes. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana team reminds us we can all play a role in ending hunger in our communities. Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, dedicated to providing the best in garage doors. Kevin Putz, a First Midwest Mortgage. Call Kevin to see how much you can save by refinancing your mortgage. 287-1152. Kurt Outdoor Living, transform your yard into an outdoor living dream come true. Barnaby's Pizza in Mishawaka, still located on the corner of Grape and Edison. Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. Visit mishawakaedu.org to support Mishawaka schools. Remax 100, experienced real estate agents to help you every step of the way. 255-5858. And buy Genesis Products. They're holding open interviews Wednesday at 1811 Eisenhower Drive South in Goshen from noon to 5 o'clock for all plants and all shifts. How are you tonight, Dean Hubbard? Hey, I'm doing great. And I was just thinking when you were making those reads, uh, the partnership between Mishawaka and 96.1 is working out pretty well. A lot of people believing in the product. Well, that's great. I'm, that's always good to hear. And by the way, belated happy birthday. You, you turned hey. what? 30 yesterday, something like that? <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're 30 plus. That's what we're going to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, of course, we've got more Mishawaka football coming up this Friday on uh, Sports Radio 96.1 when the cavemen head to Valparaiso for regionals. That'll kick off at 7.30. We'll have a pregame starting a little after 7 o'clock, so looking forward to that, a third consecutive trip to at least the regional round for Mishawaka. And with us right now from the Cavemen football team is Milan Burris, two-way player. The Cavemen beat Adams 49-21 to Friday to win a third consecutive sectional and advance to regionals. Milan Burris is now with us. How are you tonight, Milan? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Glad to have you with us tonight. Let's, let's start with the win over Adams, how does it feel to be part of the first Mishawaka team ever to win three straight sectional championships? 
Oh, I mean, it was great. It was a good team win. We came out. It was a we had a rough start. New thing. Kind of an interesting weekend that you guys had as well. There was an Adams player who the day after the game tested positive for COVID-19. And so you guys had to tell me what Saturday and Sunday was like. Did, did, did you, did, did you lock it down? What, what have the last couple of days been like? Because really you didn't find out, I, I think until just today that you were even going to be able to practice today be, be, before you guys made sure everything was okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, sorry. You cut out a little bit there, but. So what were the, what were the last couple of days like, you know, just in terms of, you know, after you find out that the Adams player had tested positive, what were the last couple of days like, kind of not knowing what was going to happen and, and everything else that came with it? It was really stressful. I thought I thought the season might have been over, and I wasn't ready for that. So I was really worried about everything, and so were, all of us were really. It was just it was scary. I wasn't ready for it. Was it kind of a relief finding out you could practice and being able to get back out there today? Dean, go ahead. I, I, we might yeah, you know, Sean, I, I think I can answer, uh, you know, on behalf of the entire school corporation. I, I was really proud of the way our team faced the adversity and, first of all, looked at the safety and then also felt bad for, for a young man who had just played football who, who found out, you know, soon after uh, a person in their program that, that uh, you know, things weren't as as good as they were the night before when he was just looking forward to being part of a, a football program. But, you know, our kids, our kids were patient. Uh, they put it on lockdown. Um, when you find out news like that, we, we just looked at it from the perspective of, okay, first of all, we need to keep our, our kids, our families, uh, everybody associated with the program safe. And then secondly, we want to be able to play football on Friday night. So we went through the process and then the information came out from the St. Joe County Health Department that we had no close contacts and we were all relieved from that and we could move, move forward with the program. All right. Well, Dean, you can go ahead and, and uh, ask Milan a question or two, I guess. Yeah, Milan, just talk about the, the, the game Friday night. I know you had a breakaway, and, and we talk a lot about the quarterback and running back sometimes, but it's nice to see your speed on the edge. But when you saw daylight, it must have been great to think this, this could be the key piece of putting this game out of reach. Yeah, you know uh... – I was expecting that play to work all night and I was looking, thinking about it. And then the gap opened up and it was just green grass from there. And I just hit, hit the hole. And that seems to happen a lot with your team. Uh, those holes, I don't know if they open up that big in practice, but when they do open up, it, it just seems like if you can get two steps, uh, your offensive linemen have, have done the job. And I thought the South Bend Tribune did a, a great article on the offensive line, talking about guys who don't get a whole lot of credit on Thursday last week, Tom Noy just talked about how this team uh, pulls together and the offensive line does everything together from eating pancakes to everything. But you've got to <laughs> appreciate those guys so much, Milan. Oh yeah. They're, they're great. They're all good dudes. They're just, they're amazing. You know, they do the job they just get it done. Nothing would be able to get done without them. Milan talking about Adams in that game, Chuck Warsham and Jeffries hit a couple of big plays. Are those, 
two of the fastest guys you've seen this year? And, and what kind of adjustments did you guys make to ultimately be able to shut them down in the second half? Oh, yeah, those those dudes, they were good. They were really good. But, uh, I mean, we just knew we all had to run, like, rally to the ball, rally to the ball carrier because not one person is going to bring them down by themselves. And so we all knew, uh, we knew that we had to just get around them, tackle their legs, and shut them down as best we could. Milan Burris with us tonight on Caveman Quarter, leading tackler on the Mishawaka football team, heading to regionals at Valparaiso this Friday night. 54 tackles leads the team, and this was a team that didn't have a lot of defensive experience coming back from last year, and you know it was a little bit up and down for you defensively early, playing on both sides of the ball, both as a halfback and uh, defensively at Rover. What really got you rolling defensively? How did you kind of get things on track to the point where you've turned into the teams, one of the teams most consistent guys defensively and, and uh, the leading uh, tackler on the team right now? Well, my coaches, Coach Lewinsky and Coach Gong were really like, they kept like giving me hard times in practice knowing I had to step <laughs> up and <laughs> play the edge harder. And when I did, I stepped up and I just knew we needed it. And we came off with three losses. And I was, was tired of losing. I knew as a team, I need to step up and do my part better. Milan, you're one of those guys who's who's really versatile on the football field, and I know that translates into other sports. But just say the fall sports, uh, you chose football, but uh, your your athleticism could could be real quick on the tennis court, or you could be a great soccer player, or you're one of those guys who you know could run cross country. What is it about football that you decided to do that? And were there other sports when you were younger that you said, you know, I love this sport. I'm going to have to make a decision. Well, I mean, when I was younger, I always looked up to my older brothers who both played football. And I've always just loved the game. I've loved the team bond I've had with all of them. And moving to Mishawaka, they just, like, took me in. And it's it's just a brotherhood. And it's, like, it's just a great feeling to have, have everyone around me and stuff. Yeah, what's maybe one of the favorite parts that you have? There's so many so many great things that Coach Kinder and, and the coaching staff do from the, the Friday mornings to the the celebrations after the game to probably just the bus rides and and the Thursday nights that the teammates get together what what's something that stands out to you that says you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this a long time and these guys have become buddies because of some of these traditions that Mishawaka has well I'd have to I'd have to go all the practices really especially Thursday nights Thursday practices they're just like it's a lot of team bonding at practice. We do like a lot of special teams. We're all like talking, just having a good time and really just realize how like you can trust everybody and you're all like brothers out there on the field. And it's just great. Well, on you guys obviously started 0-3, but you're riding a seven-game winning streak now as you head into uh, regionals against Valparaiso. And you played three really good teams to start off the season and came up just a little bit short you know, you end up winning the NLC, win your third straight sectional championship. You know, I, I know that that Coach Kinder talked to you guys about, hey, we're we're going to be okay. We're we're going to get through this. Our goal is still winning a sectional. How are you guys kind of able? You know, it's one thing to hear a coach say it, but how were you guys able to work through that and ultimately get to where you are right now? I mean, as a team, we all had the same goal, and I was just to make it as far as possible to keep playing with each other. And we all knew that there was stuff we needed to do just to be able to keep playing with each other. And we just do it for each other. 
and now you get set. You're going to take on a really good Valpo team, a team that that uh, ended your season last year. And of course, this was your first year in the Northern Lakes Conference and uh, a, a really tough Northern Lakes Conference. How do you think that that playing that NLC competition has it kind of prepared you for for a tough test like you're going to face this Friday? Oh yeah, without a doubt. All the NLC teams, they're all good. All the like. There isn't one bad team in the NFC. They're all just real competitive. They work hard and they play the game hard, fast, and physical. And so does Valpo. So I think we're prepared for it. Yeah, you know, Sean, the thing about Valpo is they they not only have that uh, that toughness that they have in the region, but they also have have speed. And that that's the thing that I've yeah. always admired about that program. Even going back to the Jeff Samarja days, is that you know these guys they've got some guys who can get out on the edge. But they're going to bring that region toughness, just like like they always have. And you know, I'm I'm really proud of, of Coach Kinder and his staff because uh, what a coaching job. And and Milan, you have to appreciate that that these guys believed in you at the beginning, and now they put three sectional titles in a row. And when you start zero three, you've got to believe in your coaches. And every time I've talked to a player. I can just remember after that Elkhart Central game and after that Marion game that the players' eyes were right on the coach and they were they were expecting maybe that coach was going to yell at them, but he gave them hope. And you must appreciate that, Milan, from the from the perspective that you know what you're going to have adversity in life and you can believe in the people around you that you know it's going to be okay if we keep doing the right things. Oh yeah, like after the after the first loss against Marion, the first three losses really Elkhart, Marion, and Warsaw. Our coaches they just really believed in us. They kept us going, kept pushing us, and they knew we had good things and a bright future back then. And we just we believed them. We believed in them, and they pushed us to where we are now. Well, now you're going over to another great football field. They've got a big video board. You guys are used to that. Uh, should be an awesome atmosphere. There's going to be 600 tickets available starting tomorrow at Mishawaka High School. Fans can buy those tickets for $8 a piece. There's no limit. And it, it, I think we're getting used to it because here's your third game on the road. Uh, these <laughs> games don't bother you to, to get on the road. It, it almost uh, maybe motivates you a little bit, huh? I mean, yeah. Like, I love playing at home field and stuff, but even playing away, it's just out there playing football. It's just, a, it's just out there, I guess. All right, good deal. Milan Burris from the Mishawaka football team playing both ways for the Cavemen and a great season on both sides of the ball. Milan, look forward to seeing you out there Friday night, 7.30 kickoff here on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Thanks, Milan. Good luck out there this Friday. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we've got – Mishawaka wrestling coach Steve Sandifer coming up next on Caveman Corner Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Caveman Corner continues on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. We've got Monday night football coming up here in just a little bit, along with Mishawaka athletic director Dean Hubbard, Sean Styers, and joined now by wrestling coach Steve Sandifer, uh, a, a little more than a week. You've got to love November, first of all. All these sports overlapping. You've got fall sports and the winter sports getting started up. There's uh, never a dull moment. But uh, practice just started last week for, for wrestling. Coach, how'd things go for you guys on the mat? Uh, it was actually a really great week of practice. Um, 
had a lot of new faces, a lot of hungry freshmen in the room. Uh, last year, we graduated 10 seniors. I think we have wow. seven, seven this year, but we still have about 15 football players still playing football. would love to get them, those guys back, but I wish them the best of luck, and uh, let's see them make the, the run that they can. <clears throat> what, what were some of the challenges that you guys, with, with your your off-season conditioning? Because I know that, that things got shut down, conditioning got shut down for at least a while due to COVID and, you know, everyone's had a lot of unique challenges this year, but so where, where are you right now? What, what, what kind of things did, did you work through and, and, you know, where, where are you maybe right now compared to what you had hoped? Yeah, looking, going all the way back to the state finals, we usually take a week or two off right after the state finals. And then uh, we're going two or three times a week, basically until school starts. And then we might take a week off before school starts. Our preseason traditionally was three days a week. Um, but then we are basically off from the end of the season all the way up until August. I think we had like one week of practice before we got shut back down just so fall sports could get off the ground. And, you know, that's understandable. But then we got back. Um, we were able to get back into the room, but we still had a ton of guys playing football uh, and just other fall sports. So we were just doing kind of preseason lifts. And now that we're back in the room, we're full go on the mats. Yeah, Coach Sandifer is one of those guys who, when we met at the County City Building to honor our state champ, Joe Walker, and state runner-up, Jacob LaPlace, I mean, he's he's so good about giving praise to other people. But I saw a different side of him in the preparation and the questions and things like that when we were locked down in March because he was on every Zoom meeting. Uh, He was asking questions. He was uh, educating and and talking to others, uh, took part in the inside-out coaching that we did and and took that time to not only uh, work on his game, but to, to make sure that his wrestlers were going to be safe. Coach, when, when you're going through that and things are taken away from spring sports, but you're trying to prepare for your, your team coming up, uh, how did you motivate your kids and just communicate with them and let them know, hey, things are going to be okay. Be patient, and we're going to work through this. Um, most of the communications that we put out were through uh, our Facebook Remind app, uh, Twitter, but just on an individual basis, it's nice to reach out to kids, you know, see how things are going, you know, how are you handling things? What are you doing to stay busy? Um, the room's closed right now. Are you, you, what are you doing outside? Can you go get a run in? Can you go get a bike in? Uh, are you going to work out in at the park <laughs> if they were open at the time? But um, the biggest thing that we can do is just try and stay positive going into the season. It's uh, a lot of people want to ask questions and they want answers right now. And it's really hard to do that because it's really just been a week to week basis. Uh, for the last however many months, but um, just as coaches, uh, all we can really do is just try and be the best prepared that we can Um, look at how fall sports have done, what's worked for them, what's not worked. Um, So that's, that's been a huge benefit for us being a winter sport to, to have that going into our season. Is there still a little bit of a glow to have a state champ and a state runner up? I I know as a former state champ yourself, uh, your smile was so big by coaching (laughs) a state champion, but uh, you know, they came back, they talked to the little kids and, and now you probably can recapture that to to motivate some of our younger kids. And I do think that's really lit a fire underneath some kids in our program now for, you know, it's been some time since Tommy Forte had one and, uh, now the kids see like for themselves, okay, this is possible. I can do this. Um, I've seen the work ethic it takes. I've, I've seen, I've seen the focus that it takes, but uh, I think, I think they're just fired up to be back in the room to get things going. And uh, it's a new year. It's a new goal. So we're ready for it. 
Well, you talked about uh, all these these freshmen that you've got coming in. So it sounds like maybe some, you know, you, you lose a couple of studs there. Are there any weights that are maybe more competitive than others right now? Any weight classes? Um, for our team in particular or across the state? Yeah, yeah, just for you guys in the wrestling room, I mean. Yeah, it's all it's tough every single year because you get, you know, some kids grow a lot, some kids don't grow that much, and then uh, you're bunched up in a couple weight classes, and now it's just kind of, you know, seeing whose weight is just going to gradually come back down now that we're in the room every single day. <clears throat> but some other kids, you know, they may have a lower percentage of body fat, and they're already just about as low as they're going to be all year. We had Drew Mason on earlier, and, and of course, he's, you know, bulked up to play fullback with the football team. And, and you know, he's he's still, uh, he, you know, he he's he's a little vertically challenged, I guess. You know, he, he's not the tallest guy in the world. So what, you know, it, any ideas on where he might, I, I was kind of asking him about, you know, bulking up. He's about wrestling. He said, I'll, I'll figure that out when I get there. Any ideas on where Drew might be this year? You know, honestly, it's kind of tough because uh, I'll ask him. I'll get one answer. I'll ask his friend. I'll get a different <laughs> answer. I'll ask his mom at school. I'll get a different answer. So it's, it's really hard to see and tell right now. But our weight certifications are going to be in the next week or two. So as, you know, football guys start to trickle back in, we'll see where everybody's at, and then we'll make a game plan. Yeah, you talk about a guy who took a pounding and showed some toughness. Uh, Drew Drew put that team on his back a few times on, on Friday night, and you've got to be really proud of him. But talk about some of the individuals who, who you're looking at this year and, and some of the guys that are showing leadership already. Um, I think uh, definitely Drew, and I'll, I'll go back, I want to go back to him uh, running the football. He's, he's had an awesome season. Uh, I think yeah. every Friday I'm texting him, hey, man, go score some touchdowns, get a dub. And he's always like, I scored a touchdown for you, coach. And then I look back and he had like four touchdowns this last week. I'm like, man, all right. I don't, I don't even care what you weigh right now. Just keep running the ball like that. Keep winning games. Then we'll get you back in the room when we do. But um, over the summertime, we've had Cody Timmerman. Uh, he's been at a lot of our workouts. He's been in a lot of extra time for a kid who was a state qualifier uh, last year. He's coming into the preseason, I believe ranked third at, 182 on indianamat.com but uh garrett sandifer another senior he's he's been at every single workout he's good with lifting the kids up he's good with talking to kids on an individual basis and then it is really nice to have andrew sinkovic's back in the room this year i know COVID's affected a lot of different states a lot of different schools like every kid's situation's been different so we've had a lot of kids from illinois coming over we've had a lot of kids from you know michigan coming down so uh things are getting shaken up quite a bit across the state well, a lot of people heard about the Al Smith Invitational not taking place this year, and a big disappointment. Uh, there was a plan put in place, but it was just going to be too difficult to get 32 teams and, and all those <clears throat> officials and all those people, especially a lot of older people in the room. I, I know that was tough to hear, but uh, you were in agreement along with Al Smith and a number of experts to say this just isn't the year to do it. Yeah, and I believe that. The right decision was made. Uh, we've tossed around ideas. You know, what, what are the, I think we've been as prepared as we possibly could have been to have the event with all the work that you, Sherry, and Julie have done and just the coaches, the ideas we've all came up with. But, um, you know, there's been other ideas thrown around, you know, split it up at two different schools and stuff like that. And that's not something we want to do. That's not the Al Smith. Um, the last thing we want to do is, you know, take away from the great tournament that we build up over the years. Um, and I just I feel like right now it's it's the safest decision to make, um, but 
you know, it's all right. It's just, it's one year. It's the only the second time we've ever had to do it. It's not like there's never going to be an Al Smith again, but um, when we do it, we just want to make sure that we do it the right way. All right. Steve Santa for Mishawaka wrestling coach. The season starts December 2nd, Steve, uh, good luck this season and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. It was uh, good to have you on. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Sean. All right. Steve Sandifer, head coach of the Cavemen Wrestling Team. We're presented by Monterey Mexican Grill, open seven days a week with daily specials, including breakfast. You can visit MontereyMexican.com, Midland Engineering Company, Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, call 287-1152, Kurt Outdoor Living, Mishawaka Barbies at Grape and Edison, Mishawaka Education Foundation, Remax 100, call 255-5858, and Genesis Products holding open interviews Wednesday 11 or at uh, 1811 Eisenhower Drive South in Goshen from noon to 5 o'clock for all plants and all shifts. Dean, I will talk to you next week. Hey, we're looking forward to a big game Friday night. Uh, Absolutely. Keep it rolling. Absolutely. All right. Mishawaka at Valparaiso Regional Round 730 right here on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Monday Night Football coming up next. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass, Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass, Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 